Welcome to the Why Wait Podcast. My name is Julie. My name is Beth, and we are your hosts. We are two sisters who love life coaching and are ready to ask you the question, why wait? Life is precious, and too many times we hold back, have fear or believe thoughts that leave us waiting. We understand we've been there. Join us as we help you progress and find personal fulfillment through knowledge as we teach you tools that will enable you to love yourself more fully and improve your own life. No more waiting. Let's go. Welcome to the Why Wait podcast. It's Beth and Julie. Hi. Uh, We hope you all are doing well and uh, we're coming off of a weekend that has been fun and eventful. Uh, We wanted to do a podcast today about seek and ye shall find. So what does that mean? Julie? Yes. So um, I, the scripture in Matthew, it's Matthew seven, seven, um, at church this year, we're studying the new Testament and, um, so I don't know if this has just been on my mind because of that, or just a lot of things kind of come together and I get this thought, right? Like we all do, but the scripture is Matthew seven, seven, ask, and it shall be given you seek and ye shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you. And, um, I really believe this last part of my life that whatever ye seek, you will find whatever knowledge, whatever you believe, whatever you don't want to believe, you will find it because it's, it's a core belief and you seek after it. So the tricky part is, is it all starts with a simple thought, right? Um, and And usually they sneak in slowly or someone tells it to you and it resonates as truth. And then you seek after it to find evidence to make it true or to make it untrue either way. And so, um, like let's, there's an example that I just thought of, tell me, this will be like a practical one for everybody. Cause then they can translate it into their thoughts. Yeah. Have you guys ever went looking for a car to buy? Like you decide, so Matt and I love Toyotas. So I'm like, I want a Toyota Sequoia or I want a Toyota 4Runner. Do you notice that when you're on the road or at a parking lot or at a store, you just notice the 4Runners or the Sequoia and you just, you see them everywhere. It seems like they're, everybody's driving one or you, our daughter got a car, um, and literally a Veloster, um, and we just kept seeing them everywhere. And I'm like, I've yeah. never even noticed these cars yeah. before. Yeah. So our mind, we started seeking the evidence of what we were, we were thinking about. For. Yeah. 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 Yes. That is so true. And my son loves, they're called supercars. I've learned this generation and you guys, I could care less about cars. It's not my thing. Like I sure a nice car is great. I so appreciate having a car that works and functions and all that good stuff, but I don't care, but he loves it. And so our entire family is now trained to see sports cars and we play dibs. We play a game that gets very intense and we have to shut it down sometimes because they they believe it's real. So if you see a car, you call dibs first, but it's so interesting because it's such a habit of mine. Now I'll do it even when I'm not with him. And I think people are like, what? Like it doesn't match my personality. If you ask me, I don't know, but seeing Lamborghinis and that, but because it's been put in my head, we've noticed it and now it's become a habit. Right. So the reason I, this came up even more is, um, 
there is uh, scriptural um, stories and church stories and um, accounts in my life where there is the adversary, right? The adversary is Satan and he is real. And we have to kind of know that he exists and understand how he works so that we can build the best strategy around that. And I will say that it wasn't until I was about 20 years old. No, I was 23 when I went through my divorce and went through counseling that my counselor handed me this book and was like, you need to understand the true workings of God and Satan. And I was always like, Oh, don't talk about it. Bad. Stop. And, um, but as I dove in and understood, it was so ap- actually, um, what's the word freeing for me to kind of takes, not take the responsibility away, but to understand that everything has its opposite and everything has its vice. And, and to know that the good thoughts I were having were from our heavenly father and the bad ones were just a result of the 50, 50 of Satan of there has to be those opposites. And so I learned more about that and how he works specifically in my life and in my weaknesses. And, um, Rich says last night, my husband said, I was talking to him about this. Cause I was like, I was so interesting in this thought. And he said, oh yes, for sure. The adversary is always there. He said, when I was on my mission, never failed. We would, we would, um, really be feeling the spirit and we would know the person we were teaching was understanding. And we would get to the, to the part where we share the, the Joseph Smith story where, where heavenly father and Jesus appear to Joseph Smith and without fail, a dog would bark, a baby would cry. Someone would knock on the door. There would be an ambulance and, and he would just be like, yeah. and I said, that's interesting. Cause I've heard that story lots, maybe cause I already believe, and I've never heard those things, but it may be his brain noticed that as evidence and therefore was seeking and looking for it. Right. I wonder if the person listening heard it as clearly as he did the dog barking anyways. So then I thought about how in our culture and in our church, we'll talk about, um, before someone gets baptized or after they get baptized or when we're trying to do something right, never fails family home evening. <laughs> right. Beth? Yes. Yes. So have you had a family home evening where you're like, I family home evening for those of you that are not, um, in our church is just where we gather our families once a week and we teach them something scriptural or not. And we just try and learn as a family and it sounds beautiful on paper. <laughs> consistency, but the consistency, but the, oh, reality, it's the reality, it's not, it's, it's tough. tough. It's tough. It's someone always comes with a negative attitude and it throws off the whole thing. And our expectations are high that we want it to be this beautiful thing where we learn and we grow and we feel the spirit. And the problem is we don't have control over everyone's (laughs) thoughts and emotions. So that's what we will say is like, dang, Satan, get out of here. Or we're on our way to church or we're um, teaching a lesson and technology doesn't work. And I'm always like, not today, Satan, not today. And, um, that yes, I do think anytime we're going to progress, he's, he doesn't want us to, and doesn't want us to be happy. So if he can put little thoughts in our mind, like frustration and anger, and he will, um, any thoughts on that? No, no, (laughs) it's just true. (laughs) It's true. Well, we've got, we've got to remember too, that 
<clears throat> we live in a world that is fallen. It's, yeah. you know, Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden of Eden, which was in the presence of God. You can find that in Genesis and, and they left the presence of God and they were in the lone and dreary world, the wilderness. And so in order to return back to our father in heaven, we go through this wilderness because we've got to learn to work by the sweat of our brow. And so there's things that you have to learn to hear, listen to your spirit, follow what the spirit is guiding you to do to overcome the temptations of the world, that lone and dreary world, death and sorrow and pain, but joy, happiness, you know, choice. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the hard thing is, is our brains want happiness all the time, but remember our spirit knows those things Beth just talked about that. It has to be some, some struggle last night. The kids said something like, why can't it just always be easier? Why can't everything be fun? And I was like, cause if it was always fun, it wouldn't be fun. If it was always happy, you wouldn't, you wouldn't recognize it. Right. And so as much as the adversary sucks and whatever, it is a necessary part of our learning and growing. And I promise you, you are stronger and more capable than he is. And so as I was listening and thinking about that thought, I thought, um, I heard recently someone say, yeah, every time we go to the temple or we're on our way, I get an, I get an argument or the day is terrible or the three days leading up to it. Or, and I thought back on my life and I thought, I know that theory and I know I've, I've recognized it at some points in my life, but I literally could not tell you in the last five years or so, a time that we was bad before we were on our way to the temple or, or a time that we didn't get there because of, I would point out the adversary. Right. And I had the thought of, I wonder if it's because I'm not looking for it. I know it's there. I've done the work around it to kind of keep on my spiritual armor and use the tools that I have. And there definitely are times where I'm like, gosh, dang it. But I don't let it knock me down. I try and use those tools around it. I try and give myself that grace and not give him the credit of my choices. Um, and for sure, like if, if we're in an argument before we head into the, the temple, I, I made several choices along the way to get there. Right. Was I letting myself be influenced by, by negativity? Absolutely. Did I have a choice to not speak? Absolutely. <laughs> but we're human. And I think um, recognizing it, not seeking to look for it, like the whole way, if, if it, the day we're going to go to the temple or the day we're going to do something that's good, we're like, all right, where is he? And we're looking all around in the shadows and you will find evidence of it. You will find the negative. But if you put it in the back of your mind, and you look for the joys of that day and the positive, you will find it. Seek and you shall find. And if you <clears throat> translate, so a lot of you women that are listening to us, you're trying to, you know, uh, change your weight or work on motivation or work on your relationships or loving yourself more. And if you kind of translate the seeking, you shall find, um, I'm, I'm going to give you an example. I, I have this, all of you go to YouTube and subscribe to Melissa Morrell. It's MM styling. <laughs> and she dresses women over 40 and she's from the UK. Anyway, she's fantastic. And I was just watching one of her videos where she showed how she does a consultation. 
And it was very, very interesting because the client that she was working with was a beautiful woman, but this woman was so focused on her body, uh, uh, um, her midsection. And she just kept, I can't wear that because of my midsection. I can't do that. And she was a beautiful woman. And I loved how Melissa constantly, cause Melissa was on zoom with her and she just was like, oh, you're so beautiful. And your bottom is so beautiful and your stomach is beautiful and you have such a beautiful body. And she just kept focusing this client on the beauty of her. And it's like it flipped by the end of the consultation. Cause she literally just showed it on YouTube, how it works. If you hire her to consult you, she showed how, when you focus on the positive, she began to show this woman with her own clothes, how to dress herself. And the girl, the woman kept going, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But it was because her focus was changing mm -hmm. because Melissa was saying, look at your beautiful, this look at your beautiful, that, Oh, that is so lovely. Mm -hmm. And the girl, the woman who had had such negative views of her mid section and she called it her FUPA, I think, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it totally switched. And so translating it into loving ourselves and seeking the good about ourselves. Nobody's yeah. perfect. We're all just trying. And so you have to find the good and find the lovely about yourself. Seek and you shall find. And remember that when we're noticing that negative part, it's, it's just our brain doing its job. It's just what it does. And so instead of when you look down, I'll look down at my legs and be like, oh, uh, that's just an automatic thought where you can go, Oh no, thanks brain. We're good. I'm so grateful for my legs that walk and run and are amazing. Right. That thought is gone and moved on and your brain will notice, huh? That does feel a little better. That thought does feel a little better. You move on. The next time your brain offers you a negative thought about your body, you can just fight it. Like fight the adversary of like, no, I am strong. I'm beautiful. I'm capable. And again, because that thought brings an increase of um, dopamine almost, your brain will like it and it will notice it and store it. So I, I saw a, or I read a, um, what's it called? An analysis? What, what are the AIR? What's that called? It's, the, it's an acronym. Acronym. Thank you, Beth. Um, and it was, I really liked it. So here's a tool to implement in your life. Okay. The acronym is AIR, A-I-R. And it stands for automatic thought, the inaccuracy, and the reality. So an automatic thought comes from core beliefs. So as much as those thoughts throw our way, like, like if we believe that Satan's going to knock us down every time we turn around or we're trying to do something good, that's a core belief. You kind of think that. And so you're automatically going to look for that. Think about that. So, or if I automatically think that, um, I'm too fat to fit in skinny jeans. Anyways, anything that you kind of truly believe, your thoughts will build around that. So in will come an automatic thought. So if I'm walking in the store and I see some jeans that I would want to try on that, you know, I'm having a good moment. I'm like, I should try those on. If my core belief is no, no, you don't look good in skinny jeans. And my, immediately my brain's going to offer that. No, no, you don't look good in skinny jeans. The next thing is in it, the inaccuracy of that is and if I put them on, I'm just going to feel fat. People are going to make fun of me. I'm going to lose my marriage. I'm going to like, it will catastrophize. That's the wrong word. I didn't say it right. And it will go to the worst case scenario. The reality is the skinny jeans will look fine. No one cares, but me, 
it's not going to change my life if I wear them or not. And you just have got to correct that automatic thought. And so because it stands for air, I always say, take a breath of fresh air, notice the thought, breathe in and replace it. Okay. So make a new automatic thought and maybe spend a second thinking, huh, if that's an automatic thought, why do I believe that? Do I want to believe that? Is that serving me? And you can decide like, no, I guess I can wear whatever I want or whatever you want to decide. What's another, um, a lot of times it's around food. We're on a diet. We slip up. The automatic thought is, oh, great. Look at you failed again. You're just going to gain all the weight back. You start catastrophizing. And then the reality is you ate one wrong thing. You didn't notice the week before where you did so good and you made all these awesome changes. And yet here you are going down this loophole rabbit hole. So notice that thought of like, wow, I guess I still believe my core, my core belief might still be that I can't do this. So we're going to work on that thought a little bit with our coaching, but we're going to switch it to, it's going to be just fine. I can eat anything I want. I can fuel my body. Well, that will calm down the inaccuracy. And the reality is you can eat anything you want and you'll feel fuel your body. Well, so take a breath of fresh air. You breathe, you breathed in the toxic air. You were living in LA. Okay. I want you to pull yourself out of the, <laughs> I can literally see a haze. Move yourself up to the higher place in the mountains and take a breath of fresh air and think a better thought that's going to actually improve your life, your body, your thoughts, and you will seek after those things that will, what you focus on grows. Yep. Okay. Everybody go to our website, sign up. We would love to work with you. Uh, com. Also, we've got a three-day workshop coming up February 15th, 16th, and 17th of 2023. Um, and we're going to be work on working on loving God, loving yourself, and loving others. So make sure that you jump on. We'd love to work with you. And we've got our free Friday coaching too that happens every Friday at 10 a.m. So log into our website and sign up. And remember, seek and ye shall find. Whatever you're looking for. <laughs> Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on our Why Wait podcast. If you want to share us with your family and friends, we would love it. The best way to do that is to leave us a review on iTunes or on any podcast platform that you are listening to us on. Also, as our gift to you, we have free Friday coaching every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The link will be in the show notes and we would love to see you there. Have a great week.